the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just another liberal phony. Or is it phony liberal? Anyway, that's what uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island showed himself to be earlier this week. Here's what he tweeted a few months ago. We can and must do better to root out systemic racism in its many forms and meet America's full promise of justice for all. Well, Sheldon belongs to Bailey's Beach Club in Newport, Rhode Island, and he, as of today, belongs to another exclusive club. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. That's right. The senator from Rhode Island is the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week because of this. Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that, and I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Um, Do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club, again, in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. Uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. Thank you. Yeah, it's a long tradition. So, so was slavery. He's allowed to belong to the club of his choice, and belonging to this one doesn't make him a racist, by the way. There is still such a thing as freedom of association. At least I think there is, but we don't discriminate here, and we're happy to admit Sheldon Whitehouse to the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Club. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Well, when we come back after the break, some sports, sort of. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 28 years. Unfortunately, uh, Montreal is still in Canada. Uh, And the restrictions are ridiculous. And in our second half hour, why don't men uh, seem to want to get married anymore? Or at least why do they wait so long? You'll hear from a guy with a pretty shocking explanation. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. 
Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-in Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Go pestfree.com promo code pen. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air, allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Well, Montreal Canadiens are in the uh, Stanley Cup Final for the first time in 28 years. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is that Montreal is still in Canada. And the games there are going to be played in front of 17,000 or so empty seats. Canada's still looking a lot like North Korea. And the games in either Tampa or uh, on Long Island, depending on who wins this uh, series that's still going on, will be played in front of standing room only crowds. And how can that be? Uh, Joe Warmington is a columnist for the Toronto Sun. And he joins us now. Joe, always good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on again. Well, it's good to be with you, and it's nice to see a Canadian team in the final again. I guess, uh, you know, people can, by the thousands, I don't know if you saw the footage, but tens of thousands out on the street in Montreal. So I guess inside they'll have just a few, but outside, you know, no one's going to follow any rules up there. Yeah, who gets to decide which 3,500 people go to the games? How does that work? I mean, they did it here in Pittsburgh for a while, um, and I, I forget how the system worked. But, but uh, how, how, I mean, this is Montreal, uh, 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 and, it's, and it's Canada, and there's no place on the planet where it's more important for their team to be playing for a championship, yeah. is there? No. No, that's right. I mean, there's nothing more important to Montreal than the Montreal Canadiens, especially going for the 25th Stanley Cup. It, it, it also, it's the hottest ticket in town. I noticed there was a lot of high-powered, uh, you know, business types and political types at the game there last night. And, you know, so I think like a lot of things, uh, it's the same sort of thing. I'm sure that they some get some of the people, uh, you know, that have worked in the hospitals and, and that kind of thing. But mostly it's it's pretty, you know, you know how it is. Montreal is a very cliquish place, and anybody who's got any kind of uh, power or prestige there will be at those games. Yeah, um, and people, uh, Americans don't understand, I don't think they do anyway. I mean, some do, uh, maybe people who cover hockey for a living. But unless you have spent some time in Canada... You don't know what hockey means 
to Canadians. It, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything in in the United States that's similar. I mean, there there are rabid football, baseball fans. Nothing like the uh, how how hockey is a part of Canadian culture, and what a big, big, big deal this is to have that game finally coming back. That series finally coming back to Montreal, and nobody's allowed to go to the game. It reminds me a little bit of uh, going to baseball games in the U.S., whether I've been to games in Pittsburgh and I've been to Yankee Stadium. And I was always amazed because uh, I went to a lot of Montreal Expo games as a kid and Blue Jays games, and I've covered the World Series. And there's no knock on the Toronto baseball fans. They're pretty good when the team goes for it. But there's definitely, and and we certainly saw that with basketball as well, where we were kind of learning our way when we won the title there. But but if you go to Yankee Stadium, the nuance of the average fan and what they know about the game is different. And I think it's like that with a lot of American cities. And and also, I don't think the original six. I certainly don't think Pittsburgh. It's a great hockey town. But, the, you know, I've been at games down in Florida or I've been even in Washington when I went to a game there a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talking about politics in the seats and things yeah. like that. And. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't see that as much at a at a Canadian game. They're really focused. They're in the game as if they're they have the skates on. Yeah, it's, and I'm not just talking about like fans of of the teams, like you know, uh, Canadians fans or Maple Leafs fans or Yankees fans. In the case of what you were talking about, but um, I, I knew I knew a woman whose son was killed in a in a car accident uh, up there several years ago, and he was also a hockey coach. You know, young kids, little kids, and I wasn't—I didn't go to the funeral. I barely knew the guy, but I was told that when they brought his casket out of the church to head to the cemetery, the kids on his team formed an arc with their hockey sticks. Now, I don't—that may not sound ridiculous to you, but or not ridiculous, but you know, really intense, but. that doesn't. There's nothing that can compare to that here that I know of. That just wouldn't happen here. So that, that's we had, you know, it's I mean, it's so true. We had the the, the Swift Current Broncos, uh, and, or the, I think I got it right. They they had the team in Saskatchewan that had the bus uh, right, crash right. a couple of years ago. Prime Minister went to the funerals. I mean, that's how big it is, and the whole country stopped, and everybody, everybody from coast to coast, put their hockey stick out on the front step. So. Yeah, it's it's you're right. It, I think you really hit on something. But I think in Pittsburgh, I think it's you know, I, I mean, my impression certainly we see a lot of the teams come up for the tournaments and that, and it's good, very good hockey. And I think that obviously the Penguins with Mario Lemieux and yeah, Sidney Crosby, Malk, and all that, is, you know, a great pedigree. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, but I but I definitely know that if you walk around when the game is on anywhere. You know, right now, when Toronto's in, there's no question about it. But even with the Habs in it, everybody's watching it. The mm-hmm. TVs are on everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, when they won last night, I mean, in typical Montreal style, they've got to bring the police in because they're burning police cars and turning them over. Right, and, right, right. And it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, but it, but in a, in a, in a kind of a good way. But, but the reality of it is, back to your original point, it's incredible to me how, you know, they, they they just seem to not get it when it comes to this COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, they don't want to let it go. Right. They just don't. It's almost, you know, to a point where, you know, people are really getting messed up about it. This is a great opportunity to drop the nonsense. Just let people go to the game. And don't worry about if they've been double vaccinated and all that. They're adults. And let them go and let them live. But, you know, they, they don't want to let it go. And... Uh, and it's it's the only country that's locked down just left in the world. I envy you know all my American friends, and you know I'm not going to get to go and, and visit there this summer, which I always do. I couldn't do it last summer either because you can't you can't get across without you know the the borders closed, and now they're talking about all this double vaccination, and there's not everybody that wants to do that. So it's uh, really too bad. And uh, as far as this final goes, um, you know. Uh, the, Tampa Bay and also uh, New York Islanders. I mean, these are good teams. So this is going to be a great final. Yeah, it's going to be really good hockey. Um, uh, but it could be another twenty-eight years before the uh, the Canadians go to another final. Um, so uh, I can't I'm, think of when the last time Montreal if they get into the final, they generally win it. Um, 
the only time I know of was the last time the Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup, which was 67. I was three years old. Yeah. Um, and, and the Leafs beat the Habs in that series. I don't think that they lost another uh, Stanley Cup final since then. I can't think of one. If, if maybe somebody knows out there, but I mean, certainly in the era of Guy Lafleur and all that. Yeah, well, so nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and then of course in nineteen ninety three with Captain Kirk Muller and Guy Carbonell, who actually was the captain. And then that's the year that Maple Leafs were kind of messed around. Carry Fraser, the referee, when, when Gretzky uh, high sticked uh, Killer Doug Gilmore, and they didn't, you know, and then Gretzky. You know, scored. I think scored the winning goal, and and it was like one of these things where he should have been in the penalty box. Right. And the Toronto Montreal final would have been. You know, we all kind of lamented, but we had the series this year, and everybody thought the Leafs were going to walk through the Habs. I didn't, and uh, and I'm you know I talked to Don Cherry about it. I wrote about it. I figured that the Habs with Carey Price paying attention were going to do well, and uh, you know I think they're going to do really well in the final two. Although I like those other teams and I like the other crowds, I've been to a game at the uh, the old Nassau County Coliseum. I've been to a couple of Leaf games there in the playoffs. I've never heard a louder arena than there. That is a, a very small, old style, and it is fantastic. It's funny you say that. I was there in 1982 uh, when uh, the Penguins uh, almost beat them. They lost in five games. And, um, you know, this was, I was coming from Pittsburgh where hockey, you know, the Penguins were drawing 10 or 12,000 people a game, maybe. Um, and I went to, uh, the game there in 82 and, and I, I, I couldn't believe how loud it was in there. And I just couldn't believe the overall atmosphere. And I remember thinking, boy, I can't imagine ever seeing this in Pittsburgh. Well, you know, but, Eight years later, I saw it a lot, and so it. it but you're right; that that's a loud building. I want to ask you though, um, you know, as, as obviously hockey's a pretty big deal in Montreal. It's a big deal in Canada, and the Canadians have been waiting a long time to get this to have a cup winner, and for and for that matter, to get somebody in the final. But uh, and in, in a normal situation, the the federal government would be thrilled with this because it'd be great for the country to have a Canadian team playing, and you know, the economy and all the stuff that goes with it. But is this bad news for the Canadian government because it draws even more attention to the ridiculous restrictions, the stupidity up there? Yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, like we we sort of feel that we're kind of like in the old East Germany. I covered East Germany. I was, you know, I covered a lot of that stuff. I've been doing this so long. And it feels like that where you can't travel, you know, the U.S. or not easily. But if you're, you know, rich and powerful or, you, you know, you're Gary Batman, you can, you know, you don't have to quarantine in a hotel and all that right. stuff and i've been on your show those crazy things but um so they have different rules for different people and if you're important and you fit in with uh, prime minister trudeau and all that you, you know they'll, they'll bend the rules for you but if you're just a regular person like like i am uh forget about it i i think that they love this lockdown stuff they like this idea of you know having the zones like this summer you know if i want to go to halifax uh, I can't, you know, uh, for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. You're not allowed to travel there? there? Well, you are allowed to travel there, but you would have to quarantine for two weeks, or yeah. you have to have to So you're not vaccine. going, yeah. So it's a, police, it's a police state here. And, you know, I I don't know. I mean, a lot of people feel that it's by design. I don't rule that out. But, I mean, hopefully, you know, we're still kind of hoping that we're going to get out of this. But I don't think that they want to let us out of it. I know we read about the United States, just like the people in East Germany used to hear about what was going across in the wall in West Germany. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it took a long time, 28 years, before people finally had enough about it. And here, uh, people just seem to like the lockdowns. They like the idea that it's a police state, and they just do what they're told. Wait, and, wait, wait, uh, wait a minute, Joe. You say the people who likes it, like the average citizen. Most people think this is wonderful. Yeah, that's what polls say, and that's what the politicians believe. And of course, they just keep doing it, and nobody does anything. So, you know, it doesn't feel right. But what are you going to do? I mean, you can't do anything about it. And uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you just have to wait it out. Like if you look at, I live in Ontario. We've got Premier Doug Ford, who's the most populous kind of street guy. You could ever find, you know, and he's become one of these woke you know, people. You yeah. get your hair cut and all this stuff. So, you know, uh, what are you going to do? And, and nobody wants to talk about 
any aspect of it except what the government says of it is mixing and matching. Do you have all that problem with the vaccines here? Like they never have enough here. So they say, well, you can get uh, AstraZeneca and then you can also get Pfizer. And, I mean, some people are saying, why don't I get all three of them? You know, and maybe even the Johnson and Johnson one. Too. Yeah. So it's like you know, they're making it up as they go. And, uh, you know, people are pretty uh, upset about it. I think the government will be happy to have people focused on this final Okay. And not, uh, you know, and I think the public will be glad to take a break from the coronavirus too, and just enjoy the hockey for change. We're talking to Joe Warmington. He's a columnist for the uh, Toronto Sun. Um, why is the uh, why is there such a difference, Joe? Do you believe you've you've spent time uh, in the U.S. You've traveled around the world working as a, a reporter and as a columnist. Why is there such a difference now between what's happening uh, here and what's happening three hours north of here? I think part of it is the the vaccine issue. I think that America has had better access to vaccines. I yeah, but why, I guess that's what I'm asking. Why is that? What what yeah. are there people blaming the government for? Uh, at some point, doesn't the government have yeah. to take the blame for this? I think so, but I, I think that's only part of it. Uh, that certainly seems to be the and there's also the you know the American spirit. It's funny because if you look at when we talked before when President Trump was in there, you had that real division, and now you've got President Biden in there, and you start to hear more people, you know, that would be against Trump that are starting to say the same things that would have been said about Trump. And what I'm getting at is that I think the American spirit, at the end of the day, kind of comes back to that, where common sense does eventually prevail once you get out of this polarization. Where in Canada, it's not like that. You know, it's it, it's kind of like a one-party state in a, in a weird way. You know, you might have conservative like uh, Doug Ford, or we had Steve Harper as prime minister. But really, at the end of the day, they're pretty liberal. And uh, and then you've got hardcore liberals like Prime Minister Trudeau, who's a big hockey fan and all that, and a good person and all of that. But, you know, Americans are, they've got that states' rights kind of mindset. And this is the way I read it. And I think at the end of the day, you know, they're also a little more, uh, you know, they don't follow kind of the leader quite the same way that we do here. Don't trust the government. Um, are, are, uh, but are any politicians up there going to pay a price for this? Um, I don't think so. I think, That's uh, unbelievable. I think they're all going to be okay. You know, I get frustrated with them, too. I mean, I'm writing this week about this, uh, you know, little Asian Canadian woman who's been thrown out of spot at the, the St. Lawrence Market, which is owned by the city of Toronto. And I hear a lot of lip service all the time about, you know, uh, equality and all these things and, and, you know, the tolerance. And, of course, then you really you see a case like that, and there's no one interested in helping from the mayor on down. And so they talk a lot about what feels good, but when it really gets down to it, they don't really come up with anything except for sort of virtue signaling and you know, I've known it, known it for a long time, but it's really, really uh, problematic now. And, of course, you're not allowed to say anything. I mean, you know, I'm an outspoken columnist, and I just say what I think. You know, I'm careful, and I care about, you know, I, I know the game. But at the same time, if you ask me a question, I try to answer it. But now, you know, people are not going on shows. They're not saying what they really think because the ramifications of that. They're not tweeting the same way. Uh, you know, it, it, and it's really scary. It's 1984. Oh, you know, like George Orwell warned about. I think it's happening in Canada more than anywhere. And that's countrywide. I would say it's countrywide. I mean, I'm a Toronto guy. I don't know a lot about it. You know, I spent yeah. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. I'm an Ontario kind of guy, so I don't know much about the rest of the country other than you know, what I hear and, and all yeah. that. But I've been to everywhere in the country, but I don't work there. But I, I get a sense that, you know, people are sort of overburdened with, uh, you know, they have a lot of debt here, and, you know, we live a good life, and I think we work pretty hard for that life, and I think people just want to, you know, kind of get along and, and not get into a lot of fights. And, of course, you know, I'm always amazed that I've talked to you about this, John, before. Like, I never understood all that fighting over the Trump, in the Trump era. You know, when you've got a president, I don't understand it now. When you've got, you've got you know, I mean, you've got a president, uh, I think it should be a little more uh, pragmatic. You know, some issues you agree, some you don't agree. That's how we do it here, I think. It's not as partisan. I mean, it, it is partisan, and there's liberals and there's conservatives, but it doesn't seem to be like this sort of uh, Hunger Games or something that, that I noticed down there. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I don't I don't know. Like, it's entertaining. It was great entertainment, but I don't think that you build anything when you're always 
hating each other. You won't talk to people that are Americans or Canadians or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it'd be better to find a way to, to kind of uh, communicate. But then anyway, that's the Pollyanna in me, and that's the Canadian in me. I'm always looking yep. for a solution. Hey. A peacekeeper. Yeah, all right. Hey, hey, Joe, I'm out of time. I always love having you on, and uh, I think it should be fascinating to people to hear just how bad things are up there. And I hope things get better for you soon, because if they do, that means they'll actually get a little bit better for me, too. Thanks for being well, on the show. I, I don't want you, just before I go, have a great, great summer. And the one thing that will make it all better here is the Stanley Cup down on St. Catharines. All right. Thanks, Joe. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In Minneapolis, the Derek Chauvin sentencing hearing is underway now. The former Minneapolis police officer will soon learn his fate as a Minnesota judge sentences him for murder and the death of George Floyd. Vice President Kamala Harris has spent time in El Paso, Texas, visiting the U.S. southern border as part of her role in leading the Biden administration's response to a steep increase in migration. Harris says there is no quick solution to the issue. And the work that we have begun is the work that is going to be ongoing. There is no question, and I said this from the very beginning, that our approach to this issue has to be with a commitment to a long-term investment. The vice president has faced months of criticism from members of both parties for declining to make the trip. On Wall Street, the Dow up 236 points, and the Nasdaq now ahead 8 points. This is SRN News. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt, The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt of the next Hugh Hewitt Show. I won't be there. Colonel Kurt Lichter will be in to talk to you about the deal, the Republican deal. Should the 45 Republicans who haven't said yes say yes? I've got my doubts. I also like parts of it. We'll talk about that when I get back. But on Monday, Kurt Lichter will talk about it on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9. On AM 1250, The Answer. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at theanswerpgh.com slash tuitions. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. 
Still solidly jammed up on northbound 79 from Carnegie. Solid up to 51. That's a vehicle fire put out in the right lane. It is just absolutely jammed bumper to bumper still. Parkway West inbound. It's heavy Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On the Parkway East, slowing on the inbound side. Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And outbound on your way up to Edgewood, Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 68. It'll be humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. The low 69. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with times of clouds and sunshine. It will remain humid. We'll see a high of 90. Monday, hot and humid. Times of clouds and sun. A thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon and a high of 91. With your Mackie weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Have you been to a wedding lately? Not sure if everything's back to normal and singing and dancing is allowed. I don't know if they're doing that. I'm not sure. But here's something that COVID hasn't changed. Uh, People are waiting a lot longer to get married these days. Who's doing the waiting? Is it men or women or both? And why? Uh, Brandon Morse is a senior editor at Red State. You can find him at redstate.com. He has some theories, and he joins us now. Brandon, thanks for being here. Uh, Thanks for having me. So first question, uh, kind of personal, I guess. Are you married? Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I want to get that out of the way as as this uh, discussion continues here. Uh, So am I. Yesterday was my uh, 47th wedding anniversary, actually. Uh, Oh, congratulations. Thanks. So I'm old. So yesterday it occurred to me that it's going to be rare for couples to celebrate 47 years, 47 years from now, because people wait so long to get married. At least one of them is going to be dead 47 years from now. So so why are people putting it off for so long? Well, and you know, there's an, a, a vast array of reasons as to why this is happening. And, you know, my column specifically spoke to women, but, you know, there's, there's also problems on both sides. But one of the big problems uh, for men is the fact that marriage has become something of a risky venture. Um, it's, it, they, they look around and they see, you know, their parents got divorced, their friends' parents probably got divorced. Um, you know, women today, you know, they're taught uh, some very feminist values about how men are idiots and, you know, we're dangerous. We're not, you know, appreciated really for what we are. We're, we're hated for who we are. And, and it's many of these things that we can't help. Uh, you see divorce courts are really, really piling it on men when it comes to punishments uh, for, for the divorce. Uh, they usually give the woman everything. And then there's just the basic stuff. You know, there's a lot of, of women out there who have become, narcissists you know they're they're uh, what they show to the world is more important than what they show to their partner uh you know you see many men kind of feeling miserable in the relationships that they're in because their their significant other has no idea how to treat them they've only come to expect something from the man never really kind of learning what it is to give and, and be selfless in a relationship. And this is happening more and more and more as our society kind of descends into this kind of social justice, feminist, you know, anti-patriarchy, quote unquote, nonsense. Mm-hmm. So men are backing off and they're becoming afraid to get into these relationships. They're, they're seeing that they're expensive. They're seeing that they're stressful. They're seeing that they're, you know, not going to be appreciated for who they are. And so they, they walk away from women. So, so is it the man or the woman who's causing the, causing the delay? Sounds like it's the woman from what you just said there. It's, again, it's, it's a mixture of things, but women kind of put men into a position where they're afraid to engage with them. And so it's, it's and in, you know, to, to, you know, defend women a little bit here, you know, a lot of it's not necessarily their fault. They don't know any better. You know, it's, uh, society has taught them some things that just are counterproductive to relationships with men. You know, they're, they're told that, you know, going out and, and being a, a, you know, a housewife or a mother, you know, something like that at a young age is a complete and total waste of their time and a complete and total waste of their potential. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they, they get these ideas in their head and then, you know, they're sprinkled in with, all these like, well, be afraid of men because men are dangerous. You know, uh, 
you know, they're going to hold you back. You know, they're, they're not very smart. Women are way smarter. You know, look at, look at every single sitcom you've ever seen. The will, the woman is the smart go-getter and the man is just the idiot who's lucky to be there. You yeah. know? And so they're programmed to think these things and it's not reality at all. But because they think that's reality, they have these assumptions about how men behave and what they think and what they feel. And they're not true at all. And, and so they, they kind of approach men in this way that is just unattractive. And, and, you know, on top of that, they have this idea that, you know, you know women, they're, they're princesses, they're goddesses, they're, they're perfect in every way, and they're never wrong about anything. And men are just always wrong. And, it's, and it kind of causes men to become these second-class citizens or they're second-class in their own relationships even. And, yeah, and, it's, you, and it's depressing, you know, and men are they're depressed because of it, sadly. Yeah, you wrote a while back that uh, society, quote, uh, doesn't encourage women to be good partners. They are encouraged to be consumers of what their partner produces. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's like I said, women are taught what to expect from men, mm-hmm. but they're never taught uh, really to give to men. They're never taught to be equal partners in this. And, and this, is, this is the sad reality of many of the, uh, the, the ways that mainstream society kind of brainwashes women today. You know, it's, you know men, are, men are there for one purpose and they're not really needed otherwise. And you can kind of see this reflected in the way that men are not only backing away from relationships since they're not really getting anything out of them. Uh, you know, you see many men find themselves in this deep depression where they feel very lonely in their own relationships. And, you know, suicide rates among men are skyrocketing. And one of the reasons is because they're looked at in such a way that it's damaging to them as people. They're, they're viewed as second class. They're viewed as dangerous. They're viewed as you know, these idiots who, who no matter what they do, they're guilty. You know, they're, they're born with this original sin just for being male. And it's sad. It's sad that we live in that society. And, and women, you know, who I feel are, are, are told not to, you know, compliment a man, to, to, get, to, to boost a man's ego or anything like that because, you know, they're, they don't deserve it unless they earn it. You know, it kind of becomes this really bad situation for men. And it's one of the reasons that, this this deepening divide between men, women men men and women is happening. Now uh, we're talking to Brandon uh, Morse. He's a senior editor at Red State. Uh, the headline of his piece is "Women Want to Know Why Men Don't Want to Marry Anymore." Dot dot dot. Allow me. So we're allowing <laughs> Brandon. And um, so so you say that that um, um, men are taught how to treat a woman, but women aren't taught how to treat a man. So. Who's doing or not doing the teaching? Well, sadly, our own parents are. Um, you know, we, we kind of have these ideas in our head about how men and women should be raised. And, you know, for the most part, it's correct. But, you know, I, I think that our parents, my parents, you know, you know my, I'm a millennial and, you know, my parents kind of grew up around that sexual revolution era or at least right after it. And, you know, they were taught, you know, certain things about the way men and women should view themselves and each other. And it's actually counterproductive to the way that, you know, our relationships are formed. Um, and so it's, it, it's become kind of difficult to untangle the web that, you know, uh, decades of social justice and feminism and stuff like that have kind of put us in. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, you kind of see things start to expose themselves as we get older. It's more dynamic, more fun to, for, you know, men and women to say they don't need each other. They're just there for sexual relationships and stuff like that. And then as you get older, plots start ticking down. People want to settle down. They want to get into, you know, very serious relationships with marriage and have children. You know, they start to regret all the stuff that they used to do as a kid or like when they were young adults, I'm sorry, when they were young adults in order to, uh, you know, maintain this, you know, societal, uh, societal approved lifestyle of Mm -hmm. independence. And, you know, I don't need no man and stuff like that. And it just, it it results in disaster. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to have a career as a woman at all. That's not what I'm saying, but I feel like they are pressured to have these careers. And then if you even remotely start to look into you know, well, maybe I want to be a housewife. Maybe I just want to be a mom. Maybe that's the most important thing to me. You actually receive ridicule for that option. And so you're kind of pressured to be this career woman who, you know, dedicates all her time and effort into making herself into, you know, a, a corner office 
uh, uh, you know, high paid CEO exec. And you, they look back at their life whenever they get into these older, older times and they're just like, gosh, man, I, I feel like I wasted it. I see this story happening over and over and over again. Yeah, here's the thing, uh, Brandon, and I, my uh, regular listeners will probably know that what's coming here because I talk about this all the time when I have discussions like we're having here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm older than you are. I'm a baby boomer, and mm-hmm. I have uh, tossed around the idea in my head uh, to write a book called One Car Garages. Um, uh-huh. And I grew up in a neighborhood that was a new neighborhood. Uh, the house was built in the 50s, you know, as a suburban in a suburban area of Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. uh, if you go and and Pittsburgh's an old town and there's a lot of really nice old homes out in the area where I grew up. Every one of them, uh, I'd say 95 percent of them has a one car garage. OK. Right. Uh, okay. And the reason for that was that all our mothers were home. I knew I knew one pair of brothers whose mother worked, and I grew up, yeah. again, I'm a baby boomer, so everybody had uh, lots of kids in the neighborhood I grew up in. I only knew one set of brothers whose mother was not home all day long. And, yeah. and so my mother raised me and four other kids, and she would get up in the morning and get us off to school and do all the things that a mother does, and then she, she worked hard, don't get me wrong, but instead yeah. of getting in, instead of getting us up and going to school, and then getting in a car, and sitting on the Parkway West here in Pittsburgh in rush hour traffic, to go into town <laughs> to work, and then sit in rush hour traffic again to come home, she was home. You know, she could right. do what she wanted to do. She could work, not work, uh, sit around, drink coffee, read the paper. Uh, and so this dream that that um, that you talk about that women have and some of them have achieved it ain't that it ain't always that much fun you know they're not having as much fun as they think they are and you know what's funny increasingly on social media you know uh, places like youtube and tiktok i'm seeing young women not only ask the question why aren't you know why aren't men wanting to marry me why aren't they wanting to get into very serious situations i'm seeing more and more complaints from women uh with their husbands or boyfriends in the in the in the shot about why am i having to go to work why is this happening? I don't want this. I want, I want something else. I want, you know, something more fulfilling. Maybe you know, that comes in various flavors and sometimes it's more comedic than not, but you know, they, they don't want to do it anymore. That's clear. You know, they don't yeah. want to be in this situation. They want something deeper. And it's like, this is, this is, I mean, it's, it's there for you. You know, I think though that it's going to, it's going to have to take a, a societal rework on how we view what women are supposed to be like, you know, mm-hmm. We're talking to Brandon Morse, he's senior editor at Red State. You can find him at redstate.com. The headline of his piece is, Women Want to Know Why Men Don't Want to Marry Anymore, dot, dot, dot. Allow me. Uh, we've allowed him uh, almost all of our time. We have three or four minutes left here, Brandon. Um, I, I remember somebody wrote a while back uh, uh, talking about women's liberation and feminism and, uh, and how women now can have careers. Uh, someone mm-hmm. wrote that uh, women are finding out now that every job out there isn't becoming a United States senator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get in your car, you drive to work, and you sit in a cubicle for eight hours. It ain't all mm-hmm. that much fun. And, and here's no. the thing, Brandon, that, that I don't think is brought up often enough, is that even uh, as, uh, as we are long into the, uh, all the way into the, well into the 21st century, women still have a choice that men don't have. Uh, I right. mean, you can say that a, a man decides to stay at home and raise the kids, but th- that's frowned on by most, still by most people. The woman yeah. still has a choice to have the career or or to stay home and, and be a mother. And if she's right. not working, she's not going to be considered a failure. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I will say this as well. I, I feel like, you know, you... You know, they say we're supposed to frown on quote unquote gender roles nowadays, but I have yet yeah. to actually see a relationship and I'm sure they're out there, but I think there's so few that there are exceptions to the rule. I have very rarely seen a, a relationship where the father is a stay at home dad and the mother is a working mother where it was, or at least maintained a sense of health. Um, there's something about that that just does not ring right with our, with our natural uh, with our natural bodies, our, our, our humanity. For some reason, it just doesn't stick right. And they want to say that it's societal training, but I'm just not so sure. If you look at our bodies and the way that we are made, 
you know, it's there, there are certain things that we're good at and go out and, and, and are urged to go out and do by nature. And I feel like we've turned away from that, but maybe it's time we start looking again, because as you can see from various polls, men and women are not happy anymore and women even less. So there's gotta be a reason for that. And I think one of those reasons is the fact that we bought into this feminist lie. So what uh, we've got about a minute and a half left here. So what do men of marrying age have to choose from these days? If you know, if a guy finally <laughs> does decide, I got to get married here. I got to find somebody. What's what's the choice out there? I mean, well, for one, <laughs> I can tell you where not to go. Don't look on Tinder. Don't go to bars. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't go to these places where the women are not going to be interested in long term relationships. You know, there's there's all sorts of community areas out there where. You know, they can meet each other. And, and the biggest one, I mean, and, and this is going to sound cliche, but it's true, is church. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that people need to realize is that they need to find someone with their values that they share together. And, and you know, we're not, we're not really taught that much anymore. In my generation, the generation after me, you know, it's not about that. It's just about this, this storybook love at first sight nonsense. And it's just not true. You, love is not a thing that lasts forever. Love is something that you practice over and over again every day. And if you have similar values, then that's where, that's, that's where you want to go and, and search for somebody. And church is one of those great places. If you are of that nature, if you're a Christian man who is looking for a good wife to settle down with and is wise, she's worth her weight in gold. Hey, Brandon, I'm out of time. I really appreciate it. Great piece. Uh, I, I'm going to say it's a kind of a, a ballsy pre, uh, piece, if I can get away <laughs> with that. Uh, the, the headline is, Women Want to Know Why Men Don't Want to Marry Anymore. Dot, 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 allow me. We allowed you, and it, you did a great job and really uh, gave us some great stuff there, Brandon. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me on. Thank you. Okay, that's Brandon Morse of Red State. We'll be right back. the last time you watched your home movies do you have a vcr anymore what about a film projector with technology constantly changing most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories trapped on vhs camcorder tapes film reels and photos that's why we created legacy box over a decade ago legacy box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to dvd thumb drive or the cloud our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the u.s Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer's valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. 
Nation. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, they're still having issues out there in Portland. Boy, what a dump that city's become. Uh, the police department out there had an issue. Um, last night, there is uh, the, there was a, 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 it says here on the PNW Youth Liberation Front uh, Twitter feed, black man killed by police just now around 730 uh, and then another tweet here from um, Revolution Rising. People are calling for action at Convention Center Motel 6 tonight for the POC, person of color that the Portland pigs just killed, as well as a mass protest on the 29th. A crowd had formed at the scene of the shooting, it says here, with some participants throwing objects at officers. That's what uh, That came from police. One individual grabbed an officer's baton, while another individual sprayed an officer with a chemical. This is all going on out in, out in Portland last night. And then um, uh, officers were attempting to clear the scene. Members of a hostile crowd flattened tires, broke windows on a patrol vehicle. Uh, it all started around 7.06 last night when officers were dispatched to a call uh, regarding a male dressed in all black who needed a welfare check, police said. Limited details were released, but the, chi- uh, the chief, Chuck Lovell, uh, said uh, a preliminary investigation revealed an officer, quote, encountered a very difficult and dynamic situation that no officer wants to face. Really, really ugly situation out there in Portland. Uh, the rioting was starting, people throwing things at the cars, at the cop cars, uh, you know, uh, punching holes in the tires and deflating their tires. Uh, and then uh, the cops did this. Um, they released this. There is an erroneous information being circulated on social media regarding the officer involved shooting in the Lloyd District. We can confirm that the subject involved is an adult white male. No one else was injured. When they heard that, everybody went home. That's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going home. The stupidity is mind-boggling. Makes for good talk radio, though. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Darren. Thank you for listening. Talk to you Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.